0: We would like to welcome you to our weekly broadcast of Harvest Worship Center's Sunday morning celebration service. We hope and pray that you will receive something from the Lord today, and we ask you to stay tuned at the end of the message for more information concerning our church. Again, thank you for joining us today.
1: love to destroy what God has in mind for you. He'd love for you to get distracted off of what God has in mind for you, but today I want to challenge you, and if you're visiting with us this morning, welcome to Harvest, but today is a day that God is ready to do something in your life, and I don't have a a long message, but I do have a message I want to share with you, and uh, it's called, it's the, the final installment in this series I've been preaching called Masquerade, and this is entitled The Mask of Freedom, The Mask of Freedom, and I want you to to listen to me this morning that God wants you to know how to become free, walk in freedom, and then share your freedom with others. This sermon should challenge each of us to examine the state of our spiritual existence, to make sure that we are are free indeed, truly free. True freedom comes only through a personal relationship with Christ. It does not come because I come to church. It doesn't come because I... Uh, You know, read my Bible every day. True freedom comes through a relationship with Christ. What God wants is he wants us to do the things that we ought to do out of love for him, not out of trying to win the love we already have. He already loves us, and you can't earn any more of his love this morning than you've already got. But what we think is we get, and Jim hit it, that transactional love. If I do this, this, and this, then God will love me. i got news for you. He loved you. While we were yet sinners, he loved us, and he died for us. I want you to think about that. And he, he loved you, and he, lo- he even loves the ones that will never choose him that reject him. His love for them is still there. It is a constant. In theology, it's called a, a, a large letter T truth. It is truth that is unchangeable, that God loves you. However, you have to either accept that love or reject that love. That is based upon you. But him loving you is there. Amen? Now, our text is found. Our anchor verses are found in uh, John chapter eight, verses thirty-one through thirty-eight, and I'm going to read those real quickly to you, and we're going to go through this. So uh, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, "If you abide in my word, you are my truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free." They answered him, "We are the offspring of Abraham, have uh, Abraham, and have uh, never been enslaved to anyone." How do you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Let's do that again because we want to push that off on people out in the world, but I'm talking to those that, that may have fallen short in their life, those who have slipped up this week, those who have looked at the Word of God and realizes it's a big book and know I might get some of the things right, there's a lot of things I don't always, you know, uh, fulfill. In other words, for him that knows to do good and does it not, the Bible says it is, nobody reads your Bible, it is little... Three-letter word, sin. Everybody say sin. Didn't say it was a mistake. Didn't say it was a shortcoming. Didn't say it was a failure. He said, it is sin if I know to do something right and I don't do it right. I intentionally go against what is good and right. That is sin. In other words, he says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They looked at him and said, we're the children of Abraham. In other words, we have been set free. Uh, We've never known bondage like our ancestors in Egypt. That's what they were thinking about. And he looks at them and says, those who are in sin, he says, who practice sin, they're slaves to it. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are the offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. father. In other words, Jesus is pointing out to them. He's saying, look, if you're truly free from sin and you're you're no longer a slave, you won't remain in the house. He said, if you've been set free, you're not going to remain in the house. He said, you're going to run away from it. He said, the son stays in the house. He's saying, you won't accept that God has set you free. You live as a slave to your sins. That's what he's saying. This week we celebrate in the United States our independence from Great Britain, the birth of our nation, okay, That's, and, and we usually celebrate it with, with like we are this, uh, this uh, evening, we're going to celebrate with hot dogs and watermelon and fireworks, and a lot of fireworks. If you missed them in Somerville, come see ours. Uh, Jim got us enough to blow up Somerville, I think. So anyhow, uh, we're, we're going to have a good time celebrating with our forever family this afternoon or this evening. We celebrate our freedom in this nation. And I'm thankful I was born in a nation that is free. Aren't you? But I do realize that that freedom did not come cheap, but it had to be bought and paid for with the lives of soldiers, of men and women who were willing to serve our nation. Despite what you feel, we are still a free nation, and we still have liberty and freedom. Now, you may say, well, we don't have this and we don't have that, but I'm going to tell you, we still, compared to most of the nations of this world, enjoy freedom and liberty. There are, however, many nations that may look free. Now, listen, we're talking about the mask of freedom. There's many nations on this earth that may look free or claim to be free, but they still are nations under tyranny or dictatorship. One of the deciding factors is the decision to declare independence was spiritual freedom. Our forefathers in this nation said, we want the freedom to worship God how we want to worship God. We don't want to worship it the way the Church of England says. We want to worship God in spirit and in truth. That was one of the the deciding factors that caused uh, uh, the the, uh, patriots to go to war. There are over 30 countries that claim to be democratic nations and free. In reality, they are not. In other words, you can look this up. This is, this is easy to find on your computer. 30 nations, 30 countries in this world that say we're democratic and we're free that literally live in tyranny and in slavery and in bondage. In other words, they appear to be free. They wear the mask of freedom, but they are controlled and they are imprisoned by the political powers of their nation. I want you to understand that God, uh, one of the deciding factors was that we should be able to worship God. And just like some of these countries wear a mask of freedom but are not free, just because they, they're, they have claimed that freedom does not mean that they are truly free. Praise God, there is a spiritual revolution which took place also 2,000 years ago. That spiritual revolution bought our freedom on an old rugged cross from the tyranny of sin and death we have a true independence day I'm thankful for the independence day of our country but I am more thankful for the independence of my freedom from sin and death that Jesus purchased on the old rugged cross how many is thankful for that you have an independence day in Christ this morning you as an American politically and socially free may find yourself living under such tyranny of sin In other words, you can be free in politics, free in in this nation, but you live under the tyranny of sin, and there's a dictator known as Lucifer that is controlling your life. This morning, I want to share with you four, four truths, or actually five truths from our text that will help you find complete and total freedom in Christ. Today I want to share with you how you can remove the mask of freedom and truly be free. I know a lot of people who wear the mask of freedom as Christians and they claim to be free and they claim to be set free, but they are in bondage, secret bondage in their life. I'm telling you, if we want to see a real move of God, it's time for us to remove that fake mask of freedom and start being who God has truly called us to be, the sons and daughters of God, free, amen, free in the spirit, free from sin, free from the pain and the death that, that, that it brings. The first point I want to share with you today As we remove the mask of freedom to show that we can truly be free, is that you are still a slave if you live in the house of sin. In other words, uh, John 8, 31 through 34. So Jesus said to the Jews, Believe me, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are the offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How do you say you will become free? And Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices, Practices sin is a slave to sin. Everyone who practices sin. Everyone who willingly sins is a slave to sin. In other words, he was pointing out to them if you're not careful, you can claim to be set free. You can claim to be, claim to be a child of God and still be living in the bondage of sin. How, how is that? Because I'm still practicing it. I'm still practicing it. I can claim to be free, but if I'm still practicing it, I'm still a slave. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? People need to be set free, and when you're set free, walk away from that thing that enslaved you. Can't play with it anymore. you got to leave it in the hands of God. If you were here last Sunday night, we burned a lot of things that we had turned over to God And I invited you to reach back in the fire and pull that thing out. I said, why won't you reach back in? Because you know you'll get burned. I want you to understand something. Every time we give something to God and we take it back, we get burned every time we give something and we say I surrender it to you but yet we pick it back up it hurts us even more and it gets more of a grip on our life and on our spirit and our soul but when we lay something down i'm going to tell you sometimes we need help to keep it laid down you need that's why you need a church family that's why you need brothers and sisters in christ to help you amen how do you stay free being committed to the lord number 1 but also realizing that accountability is the greatest weapon i have to stay uh, to keep from being enslaved again. Being accountable. Making myself accountable. Finding somebody I can confide in and trust in to say, here's my stuff that I battle with. Here's what I go through in my life. And you say, I can't find anybody like that. I'm going to tell you, maybe you're looking in the wrong places because you're not going to find it in this world. I could ask you this morning how many of you have ever had a best friend betray you and I believe hands would go up all over the building. How many has ever had somebody close to them break their confidence or their trust and hands would go up all over the building? I want you to understand that in, when somebody comes and entrusts you with the things that are going on in their life for accountability, you need to count that as a precious thing that they're offering. And you need to guard that with all your heart, soul, and mind because that's a precious thing when somebody comes and shares what's deep in their heart that they're battling. Sin is a very personal thing. Amen? Amen? And when we talk about sin, it can be very personal and be very direct. And I want you to understand this morning, God is wanting us to find accountability in him. Number two. True freedom is possible if the son's, Son has make you, made you free. Uh, John 8, 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. In other words, there's no doubt about it. It is done, it has happened. So when you bring something to the Lord and you say, God, I want free of this thing, I want free of what's holding me back, when He sets you free, you are free. That's what He is declaring. Jesus says, If I have set you free, there's nothing that will change that fact that you have. Have been set free unless you enslave yourself again amen you know the problem with the children of Israel they were set free from the slavery in Egypt but yet when things started going bad they wanted to return to their slavery yes they did let us appoint a captain and go back and become the servants of Egypt once again they were using a nice word there but simply they were saying we would rather be slaves I want you to understand something. The devil awaits you with all the chains that Jesus set you free from and he will gladly lock you back up. But if you will turn your back on him today and say in the name of Jesus who the Son has set free is free indeed. You can stay free. Amen. You can walk in freedom. You can live in freedom. How many of you want to know the freedom of God like you've never known it before? Come on. Amen. You can only find true freedom through total surrender. Through total surrender. I love history. I'm a history buff, and, and, and I love because, do you realize Great Britain proposed peace, but it was under their rule. In other words, we'll give you freedom, blah, 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 blah but you still are a colony of Great Britain. What was written in return to them was simply this. We will, know, we will no longer know such tyranny under the king, but every man will be free in this nation. They sent back a declaration. I'm free and I'm staying free and we are not going to to accept conditional surrender of Great Britain. We will only accept total surrender. I want you to understand something this morning. I know some of y'all like, is he gonna drink that or not? Maybe in a second. I want you to know something this morning that Jesus is saying to you, I will accept nothing from you but total surrender because when you don't totally surrender to me, when you don't totally give over to me, what you're allowing to happen, and is yourself to be uh, remain a slave to the thing that God died for to set you free so to be free this morning, it takes total surrender. What did he say on the, uh, about total surrender? Well, Paul kind of sums it up for us when he says that we are to bring everything to the Lord. When he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And he says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. It is time for us. Us to make up our minds to have our minds cleansed. So I'm thankful Jesus washes my heart, but I'm going to tell you he needs to wash out some of our thinking and make us think differently again to make us see things differently, to view things differently. I want my mind renewed by the power of God. I don't want to just be sanctified in my spirit. I want to be sanctified in my mind as well. How about you? So that I think differently. I look at things differently. Total surrender. You can only live in freedom if the sun sets you free. If the sun sets you free. You cannot find freedom through religious service. Amen. Now I'll drink this. You cannot find freedom through religious service. Freedom is not found in how many positions you hold in church, freedom is not found in your calling. Come on. Freedom is only found through the Son. It's not found through church membership. It's not found you can join every church in the world and still go to hell. Freedom is not found through a particular uh, avenue that man has created. Freedom is only found through Jesus. Jesus said if the Son, if the Son sets you free. In other words, it is conditional upon Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Not a way, not uh, not uh, a truth. He said I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father except through the Son. What am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying that if the Son sets you free. You are free indeed. So if Jesus does it, it is done. Amen. It is done. Amen. There are many people today that are still walking around in slavery because they still are a slave to their sins. They un- they are, the, the lock is undone and the chains are on the ground, but they willingly fasten them back on themselves daily because they will not allow the key to set them free, which was Calvary's cross. If we're going to get free, it's the Son that frees us. Number three, the cost of true freedom has been paid if the Son makes you free. If the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. What what does this mean? This means that you can't earn it. It's been given. Jesus was the only one that could pay the price. It was a great price he paid for you on Calvary's cross. The blood washed it clean clean and keeps you clean if you will allow it. The same blood that sets you free will keep you free. I want you to look at somebody beside you and say, Did you know something? A little dab will not do you. Somebody thinks a little dab of the blood will do you. I got saved. I got this. I got that. I'm good. I don't need any more of the blood of Jesus. I got news for you. I daily go to Calvary's flood. I daily go to the crimson flood. I daily say, Jesus, cleanse me, renew me. Lord, I don't want to be a chain, chained up anymore. Daily, we need to be able to go to the cross. Why? Because Paul said that we die daily. But guess what Jesus said? If any man should follow after me, let him take up his cross and follow after me. Remember, there's a price been paid, and you didn't pay it. I didn't pay it. Jesus set us free. Some of us, anybody like the Andy Griffith Show? I love the Andy Griffith Show. Back during COVID in 2020, we watched every Andy Griffith Show. Like everybody else, we introduced our kids to some good TV. I like the character Otis. Anybody like Otis? Otis was the town drunk. But there's a wonderful thing about Otis. Otis would put himself in jail. Andy didn't have to arrest him. Barney didn't have to arrest him. But Otis would gladly put himself in jail. I'm afraid a lot of us gladly imprison ourselves. God help me. Every single day. And we live in the prison of fear and doubt. And we live in the prison that God has not forgiven us or that God is the tyrant. Oh, my goodness. When I grew up, I had a, a, a vision of God as the kid with a magnifying glass, and I'm the ant. And if I don't please him, I'm going I'm to get punished. But I'm going to tell you something. I woke up one day and realized there are days that I have not been the best person in the world, and he still blessed me. But blessing is not the way you gauge where you stand with God. I want you to hear me. That is a very poor way to gauge. I'm blessed, therefore I'm good. No. No. I want to remind you of the children of Israel. Forty years, they walked through the wilderness. Nothing wore out. Nothing got old. They ate manna from heaven. And God was angry at the children of Israel. They were blessed. But they did not have the blesser. They just had the blessing. You hear what I'm saying this morning? It is possible for us to receive the blessings of God in our life and not be pleasing God because he is a good, good father. Amen. Amen. How many of you blessed your kids when they didn't deserve it? I think of my, my nephew, Devin. Devin was, uh, we went over to, Christmas, uh, to celebrate Christmas with him. This before we had kids to my sister's house. We went over to see them at Christmas time, And Devin was, like any other kid, showing us all the loot that Santa Claus had left. And he walks in his room, and he's pointing out all this stuff. And he looks at us, and he goes, I got all this stuff, and I really wasn't that good. How many of you can look at your life and say, God has truly blessed me and I really haven't been that good? Because it's not based upon your goodness, it's based upon His goodness. It's not based upon your service. It's based upon why, the way he served. And if we will allow him to wash us this morning, I'm telling you, we will begin to walk in a freedom like we never have before. God is ready to set you free. You cannot and will not find freedom on your own. You can quit a bad habit uh, of sin, but until you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, you cannot. that sin has a residue in your life. I'm going to tell you, I know people who have quit uh, uh, alcohol uh, and on their own. I know that without the help of God. Amen. Uh, I I know people who have quit drugs without without God. Do you? I do. I know people that have been able to do that. But I'm going to tell you, the sin, the residue of sin is still in their life. This time of year, maybe, I don't know if any of you are blessed like us. We got an outside laundry room. And if you don't get your clothes immediately in the dryer, it doesn't take long. They'll sour. They'll sour because it's hot outside. And it doesn't take long for the clothes to sour. And the clothes may look clean and they may actually smell clean, but there's an odor, a residue on them because they have soured in the washing machine. What are you saying? I want you to understand me this morning. You can quit a lot of bad habits of sin on your own, but until it has been washed in the blood of Jesus, the residue remains. The stench remains. The odor is there. It may be masked in the in in, in the bounce dryer sheet. You may have used gain, and there may be a hint of gain, but there's nothing worse than sour gain. Amen. Come on, folks. Listen to me this morning. If we're not careful, we'll wear the mask of freedom. But in us, in us, behind the mask, we're not free at all. We're not free at all. It doesn't matter how heavy the chain or how big the chain or the the power of the cross can unlock it this morning and it can keep it unlocked. Once you lay your sins down, we must leave them at the feet of Jesus, covered in his blood, so they, there, and then we can stay free. Number four, the transaction of true freedom is personal. If, if the son makes you, he didn't say, if the son makes y'all, we'll make him southern, southern Jesus. If you're up north, we'd say, if the son made you guys. If the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. In other words, Jesus was saying this is a personal thing. It is personal. Only you can walk in the freedom for yourself. I cannot live off of someone else's decision or someone else's relationship with God. My mother and father have been faithful people. And I have no doubt that when the Lord calls them home, they'll go to heaven. That when they end this life, they'll go to heaven. But it does not matter about how righteous they are. It doesn't matter how righteous they were. It doesn't matter about the pedigree. It doesn't matter that great-grandfather was a preacher or great-grandma or whatever. All it matters is that you as an individual say yes to Jesus. That's the only thing going to make you free. You don't inherit it. You have to have it for yourself. And then number five, the intent of true freedom is unending. You shall be free indeed. John eight thirty-six. If the sun sets you free, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. In other words, this Freedom is a freedom that is meant to be unending. The only way that that freedom is not unending is if you allow yourself to be enslaved again to that thing that you laid down. Amen. Amen. That's the only way. Today the question is before you and me. When the mask is truly removed from me, am I truly free? Am I truly free? Have you experienced true and complete freedom in Jesus? And if you haven't, I want to invite you this morning to experience it because there's nothing like it. Religion does not free you. It enslaves you. Only true relationship with him frees you. I'm going to ask this to all the husbands in the room. Have we got any husbands in the room that has done 100% of everything right in their marriage? Chris Chris, and Jacob. They will be teaching a how to be a perfect husband seminar. And then I'm going to teach how liars are still liars. <laughs> Amen. Perfect people. If you don't know them, they're, they're, they're teasing. Y'all had to make up for Brad, I guess, because Brad wasn't here. He'd probably jump to his feet. Um, How many wives in this room would say, I've been a perfect wife? How many dads in this room would say, I've been a perfect dad? You can probably raise your hand because you haven't been one long. And you have up until this point. But you're going to mess up. How many dads would say, I've messed up? few times, yeah. How many moms would say I've been a perfect mom? No. There's only one that's been perfect, and that's Jesus. But in order to be what we want to be, if he is perfect, then I have to be more like him. And to be more like him means I need to walk in that freedom and that grace of him. So this is a call to freedom. If you are free, then guess what? You need to be a champion of that freedom God has placed in your life. So I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to plead with you, but I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. And I'm going to ask you this morning if you're here and you really need to be set free to come, Come let us pray with you, not in judgment, but as support. Because I'm going to tell you, we need each other. Got too many churches that are nothing more than social clubs in this community, and that's got to change. And if we're going to be a social club, I don't want to be here. Because I need people that will walk through life with me. Now, I'm not down in every church, and if you had one come to mind, that's not my intention. My intention is to say, it's time for us to be real and open. There's a great masquerade going on in this world. And everybody's got on all kinds of different masks. Church, it's time for us to remove the mask and say, you know what? No, we're not perfect, but we do serve the perfect one. And he is still working on me. Tina and I directed a youth camp for many, many years. And one of my favorite shirts, we had a theme called Be Real, and on the back it says, he's still working on me. I'm a work in progress. This morning, God's ready for us to find freedom. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. We can raise our hands and say we're free. But I will speak to me this morning. Sometimes when I lift my hands in worship, I still hear chains clinging. Because I've allowed myself to be enslaved again. It's time for those things to fall to the ground. And for us to breathe free air. And be the children of God we were called to be. I want us to bow our heads in this room. And this morning. If you truly want freedom, no no looking around. I just want you just to lift your hand and say, Pastor, that's what I'm struggling with. Thank you. There's some others. I'm struggling with it. Thank you. I'm struggling to be free. I'm struggling with the mask of religion. Struggling with the mask. I show everybody this, and I'm afraid if I take it off, people will not love me. I want to tell you this morning, you are loved. You are cherished and you are cared about by God, but also by many people in this room. Because we've all danced the dance at the masquerade. We all have. And we've all pretended to be something we're not. I don't care who you are in this room. We've all pretended that everything was okay when it's not. This morning is a call to be real and honest and open. Because real freedom comes through that and that alone. So this morning, if that's you and you desire that and you're ready to lay the mask down, Quit worrying about what people will think because I'm going to tell you right now it just matters what God thinks because I'm going to tell you most people are just worried about themselves in this room right now. If that's you, don't hesitate. I want you to start to make your way and kneel at this altar. Come on. don't. You feel that tug in your spirit. Come on, there's some others. Start to make your way out of your seat. God's going to bless you if you do. I promise you, He loves you. He's not going to hurt you this morning. He's going to help you. Come on, there's some others. God's ready to set you free this morning. I'm going to get some of our intercessors to come and start praying with some of these. If you need to pray intercessors, you pray first. Then you pray for others. But come on. There's some others in this room. We've danced the dance and we played the masquerade and we've pretended that things were okay when they aren't. We're not okay. And we've pretended that we're right with God when we really weren't right with God because we we go to bed at night worried whether we'd make it or not. Worried if we would be able to hold up if, if we were to stand before God. This morning, this is your day of freedom if you'll just take it. This is your day of freedom if you'll accept it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad and I don't want to put condemnation on you. Condemnation on you is not going to help you. But what will help you is, is to give in to the conviction that God's putting on your life. God's ready to set you free. Some of you hear that crying in my heart. I want that. I want that, but I'm afraid of it. Will you come? I promise you, I'll meet you here. On level ground. I'll get off this platform because I'll get right there with you. Why? Because I'm telling you, God got down into the midst of where I was and brought me out. He wasn't afraid to wade out into my sin and save me. He wasn't afraid to dive into the depths of my sin and rescue me. And he's not afraid for us to come right now. There's nothing you can tell God that he don't already know. And there's nothing you can say that will shock him. He's ready to set you free. Come on. There's some others in this room. You need to make a move.
0: We would like to thank you for joining us for our weekly podcast. We pray that you receive something from the Lord today. Please share your prayer requests and testimonies with us by emailing us at tryanhwc@gmail.com. gmail.com. If you would like more information concerning Harvest Worship Center, you can visit our website at tryanhwc.com. We would love for you to visit us in person sometime. Our services are held at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Children's worship is during our 11 a.m. service. If you would like to give to the ministries of Harvest Worship Center, you can also do this by clicking the giving tab online. Once again, we would like to thank you for joining us today, and we pray you have a blessed week.